This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. Uh, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Hi, my name is Katie Gerber, and I am from Salida, Colorado. Right on. Well, hey, uh, to be honest with you, we met, and then all of a sudden, after we met at the uh, All the West Gathering, I started hearing you on the trail show. Is that true? That is true. Yeah, I, uh, I've had the pleasure of being on, I think, for like the past five or six months, they've invited me on. So, yeah, it's been really fun. People write in a question about something health-related, and uh, I answer it on air. Yeah, that's awesome. And, it, and it's so cool. So, um, before we get really into, I really want to find out about your hiking and stuff. And um, what exactly is your health background? My health background? Yeah, like uh, why, why, are, why are people asking you questions about health? Sure, yeah. So um, I've, I've always had an interest in health and like human performance and physiology and especially in nutrition and like the food system. I ran like an organic market garden for a while. That's, that's always interested me. And then um, probably about three or four years ago, I got a nutrition coaching certification and then a couple of years ago opened up my own coaching practice. So I, that's what I do now is uh, I run my own online coaching practice and take clients from all over, all over the world. Really. That's awesome. And where can people find that? Yeah, that's at my website, which is katiegerber.com. Okay. Pretty simple. And uh, I, I got on yeah. there and, uh, and are you starting something new with that? Are you, do you got something new going on there? I do, yeah. I've been working very, very hard over the past, uh, I guess it's been since November, um, on an online course that I'm launching. So um, up until now, all my work has been one-on-one, so just seeing clients individually. But I found the same themes coming up over and over again in the work that I was doing with people. And so I thought that it would be an awesome way to both leverage my time and help more people at once and create this online course where I cover a lot of the topics that I'm covering with individual clients anyway. So, um, so I'm creating this course right now called Adventure Ready. It's a six-week online course. It's going to launch at the end of February 2019 um, and really it's designed to be um, like the ultimate roadmap to help outdoor enthusiasts optimize their energy and endurance for any upcoming adventures that they have. Um, So a lot of people want to get outside more, but they feel like their health might not be up for it. So this course is designed to take students from where they might be right now, like in winter mode, maybe they're sitting on the couch too much or at a desk all day, to really feeling confident that their body is ready for anything that they want to do this year. Um, And then not only to feel confident that they can thrive, but also so they can avoid the illness, injury, and depletion that occurs um, or can occur on extended adventures like through hikes. Um, so yeah, I can go into the, some of the topics we cover if you want to. Yeah, that'd be great. I just want to say real quick that I think that's perfect. I mean, I to be honest with you, uh, I didn't even know you were doing that, and um, I just want to say that that's so such a good fit for 
uh, some of my listeners, I, I know even probably for me myself, and uh, I always say that at the start of my podcast is, what are you sitting on the couch, you know? And so that's awesome. Yeah, why don't you go into that a little bit? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just say real quick. I mean, it's not just designed for, for through hikers. Like, that's my background, but um, it's really designed for anyone who just wants to get outside more and to feel better while they're doing it. Um, so we go through um, six different modules. One comes out each week, and the first one is, about mastering the right mindset, because that's really where it all starts is like, um, you know, taking personal responsibility and, you know, knowing why it matters to you to get outside. And then we move into dialing in your diet. Um, and that's a really uh, robust module. We throw a lot of different practices. Each, each module and each lesson of each module has um, action steps that the student can take immediately to start seeing benefits. Um, so in the diet module, it's all about eliminating inflammation, finding hidden food intolerances, and really learning to eat for energy and endurance. And then the third module we go into covers everything you need to know about gut health and dialing in your gut health, um, because really that's where all true health starts. And so many people have gut issues that um, either they're, they don't know are stemming from their gut or um, they don't know how to resolve them. So that is uh, what we cover there. And then we go into movement. Actually, Anish, um, Heather Anderson, who I believe is, was also a previous guest on your show, um, she actually wrote the content for the movement module because she's a personal trainer. So she guides you through how to get your fitness all ready um, for any kind of adventure you have coming. And then we talk about how to optimize sleep because if you're not sleeping well, performance suffers in every area of your life. Um, I know we've all experienced that, and that's especially true in health. And then finally, the last module we get into is stress management and like practical techniques for people to use in real life um, to keep it to keep stress from ruining your health because it's so important. And really, it's the piece that if you don't get it right, it can actually sabotage all the other progress that you're making in other areas of, um, of your health. So that's the course in a nutshell. Um, and actually, if listeners want a taste, they did create a free 12-page guide on how to, to customize your diet for better energy so they can get a little bit of an idea and experience a lot of benefits if they don't end up taking the course. Um, and that's, that's right on my site as well on the homepage at katiegerber.com. Oh, and downloading that guide also puts people on a VIP email list where they can receive um, an early bird discount course when the course launches at the end of the month. Oh, Okay. Oh, that's great, man! I've, yeah. I've, honestly, that's uh, that, that covers a lot of stuff, and how cool that the uh, the through hiking community kind of comes together and stuff like that, and it's neat to be able to tie, I don't know, just uh, different people together, and um, we're all kind of this, this whole world. And I know that's one of Anish's uh, things is is just also getting people to to a health, healthier place in life, and um, I know that's that she's done that through yeah. through the course of her hiking, and um, I really want to mm-hmm. get into uh, your hiking. Um, Somebody, I mean, we we talked about, you know, I saw you at All the West. You've been on the, the trail show, and here you're talking about other people. And what got you into the outdoors originally? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've always been really interested in the outdoors. Like, as a kid, I was definitely um, would be described as a, com- a tomboy growing up. So you were most likely to find me, like, out in the muddy ditch catching tadpoles, tadpoles <laughs> or building forts or climbing trees. It's just always where I went to feel safe, and I mean, still still is. So this natural love of the outdoors led to me doing a lot of hiking and exploring around the forest where I grew up, which was in Northeast Ohio. 
Um, I didn't actually do much backpacking growing up. Um, mostly it was just day hiking. Um, I didn't get into long distance trails until 2009. And um, that's when I had a buddy from college who was through hiking the AT that year. He invited me to join him for, you know, as much as I wanted to. So I hiked about 600 miles to the AT that year. Um, and it was enough of a taste that I was hooked. So, um, yeah, and then it was in 2014 I had another chance to get back out on, on long trails. That's when I threw hiked the PCT, um, and I just loved it. I loved that extended time out out in the backcountry, out on trails. Um, so I've tried to do at least short trips each summer since then. So um, 2016, I was on the Colorado Trail, 17, um, I think I did the Wind River High Route, and then this past fall um, was a really fun one. I did the Oregon Desert Trail. Um, which is a really much it's much more of a route than a trail and then this coming year or this year 2019 my plan is to through hike the cdt um, wow yeah. oh, that's awesome yeah and, and though um man yeah. i tell you i i didn't even know who you were uh and i was sitting there following all goods uh pictures and stuff i'm like who's <laughs> who's this random chick i mean obviously you weren't random but to yeah. me because i didn't know who you were i was like how awesome what it would look like such a fun group oh my gosh we had such a blast um, I think we had more fun on the ODC than, than any other through hikers have had out there. It's just, it is such a remote trail. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's the least densely populated part of the U.S., that, that region in eastern Oregon. And so, I mean, you're really out there. You just have to make your own fun. So it's just like we're just like constant jokes and shenanigans. And I really, I have to say, I think it was because I had two really incredible hiking partners that we had such a good time because – it could, all the factors are there for it to be kind of a miserable experience. Like there's, it's extremely dry. I mean, we had up to like 45 mile long water carries and it's very hot. Um, but it's just, yeah, we just had a blast. So uh, That's good. Yeah. Well, can you talk a little bit about all the West? I know I've had some folks on, uh, president all good and, um, snorkels talked about it some and, um, but, I always like when I have somebody on on the episode that is really familiar with it, I like them to kind of describe what it is and just remind hikers kind of what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this past fall um, at the gathering, which is where I met you, um, I was elected as VP of Alder West. So, so I'm still getting a feel for the role of what it is, but um, so Alder West is the American Long Distance Hiking Association, and West is the, where the West chapter um, and really the organization is about supporting, um, supporting and educating, uh, long, like hikers, um, and people who are into long distance trails. Um, so it's about conservation and education. Um, so my, my role right now includes a lot of different aspects, including, um, helping to organize different events throughout the year, like the rocks that we have each spring. Um, we have six six different rocks, I believe, all over the West Coast. And those are really designed for people who are interested in long distance hiking, but they might they might just feel a little bit intimidated or they may feel like they need to get gain some more skills before going. So it's geared more towards people who are interested um, and want to learn more about like um, how to get your pack weight down or, you know, nutrition, what kind of foods to take, how to create a resupply, things like that. So those are the rocks and then um, we also do the gathering in the fall. And then additionally, I, my role is connecting with different members, long-term planning, and then interfacing with other organizations. So 
Um, this last weekend, for example, I was at the outdoor retailer show in Denver, and I was connecting, Olga and I were there, and we were connecting with um, gear companies to see if they'd be interested in supporting the Auto West mission. So that's another, like, outreach is another aspect of what we do. But that's yeah, just a great organization, really, for connecting um, anyone who's interested in long-distance hiking and the trails and really giving people um, a place to find that community, especially since we're spread all over the country and all over the world. So, yes, it's great. And people can find more information at um, aldowest.org. Sixmoondesigns.com. Go over there and check it out. Give them a call. Give them an email. Check out their, their stuff online. Uh, they've got a lot of other things in tents, but I like to really highlight the tents. Um, they've got some packs and stuff, too. Um, anyway, th- if you need a tent for one or two people, this seems to be like the best weight, the best place to go. Uh, they have the one cool thing I really like about the company is that they haven't just streamlined it just for the ultralight backpacker. They've also got, you know, you know, if you want a, a six moon design tent, then they have uh, the price for you. You can get uh, the the ultralight one or or the uh, uh, the non ultralight style, same style, but it, it's a little bit more. Uh, it might be a little bit more weight, but the price is better. So you know, you can kind of choose what you want there. You can get these tents just as like a mesh tent uh, to keep the bugs out, or you can. They have tarps as well. So I mean, I'm I, I'm telling you, I haven't been this excited about a tent in a long time. I've, um, sixmoondesigns.com follow them on Instagram and tell them the Cascade Hiker podcast sent you I would also say too to some of the listeners is not all the listeners are through hikers or, or maybe not even aspiring but I'm a section hiker and I learned a ton mm-hmm. at the Bellingham Ruck when I went and uh, any of the rucks but uh, I, I just want to say mm-hmm. again that I'll, I'll be there this year uh, come on out and join me too at the Bellingham Ruck on March 23rd up there it, it's a great event and you can learn a lot even if you're just a weekend backpacker and who knows um the way the, the way it breaks down you might even be inspired to start section hiking or through hiking one of these trails yeah yeah and they're so much fun i just like every event that i've been to um any of the older west events it's like everyone is so supportive of each other and it's just yeah it's always a great time good times for sure so uh kind of yeah. kind of going back um to your hiking experience, I guess we didn't really define. So was that, uh, when you went on the AT, was that your first time backpacking? It was, well, I had done, I had done maybe one or two previous overnight trips. Um, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of took like a, uh, <laughs> I had, I had an extra elective in college that I needed to fill and I found a backpacking course. And so I took a, a backpacking course in college, but it was very, um, it was, it was taught by an older gentleman and a lot of the information was a bit outdated. So I was definitely in for a shock when I got on the AT. So, I mean, it was my first real backpacking trip. I had gone out for a night or two before that, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a shock, but I loved it. Nice. Well, I, I'm really curious. Um, you said that was back in, I believe you said 2006. Uh, oh. 2009. Oh, I'm sorry. 2009. So, um, Based on what you're doing now with this uh, kind of nutrition coaching and stuff, how over those years then um, has your diet changed on trail? Because I know a lot of times when people first get into hiking, uh, they're, they're just kind of pushed towards uh, kind of whatever REI might sell or whatever gas station food they might find or something. And uh, I would imagine that, that you've kind of evolved over time. Is that true? That is true. Um, I mean, I think 
true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a fairly health or healthy eater. I mean, growing up, I, I ate like a pretty uh, standard like Midwest diet of meat and potatoes. Um, and then actually going into college, I became more interested in the food system and I became a vegetarian and I remained one for about 15 years. Um, and that was good for me at the time. And that's actually, I was a vegetarian when I got an AP and I really had no idea, you know, what to take with me. I knew that I wasn't interested in eating like Snickers bars all day long, but I also like, I mean, that was kind of my first exposure to feeling like really um, sort of frustrated and disappointed with what, what the options were and what people were doing. Cause I didn't really see like, a very good model for people wanting to eat for energy endurance. I saw mostly it's just like, oh, it's all about calorie loading and it doesn't matter what the source of your food is. You just have to eat a ton of food. Um, and that didn't quite feel right to me. So, um, yeah, on the AC, it was really about like figuring out what did work for me. I, you know, I tried some of like, like living on cliff bars and other packaged stuff like that. And I just felt, I, it didn't feel very good. You know, I didn't have much energy and, um, you know, even then on the PCT, I had a better idea of what I wanted. I packed a lot more whole foods at that time. You know, I would take, like make my own dinners at home. I dehydrated kale and I used um, dried beans and I included more spices um, when I made all my meals for the PCT. So it definitely was an upgrade. Um, but still, I, I mean, I still found even by the end that, like I, I hadn't included enough healthy fats and so my energy was suffering and um, yeah, it's definitely evolved. And now, I mean, in, in my daily life, I eat a pretty um, like plant heavy diet with lots of healthy fats and clean proteins uh, like grass fed meats and wild caught fish. And so I'm finding ways to create a trail diet that, that reflects more of what makes me feel good in, in my off trail life. So yeah, it's definitely been an evolving process, and it's going to be a little bit different for everyone depending on, um, you know, who the person is and what makes them thrive. I definitely, um, I strongly believe in an individualized approach to diet. Like, I never recommend a one-size-fits-all diet because it depends on so many factors from um, a person's ancestry to their genetics to what food intolerances they might have to, like, their metabolic history and more. Um, so really I'm all about helping people find what's best for them rather than suggesting like a, a cookie cutter program. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, but yeah, I mean, my, my diet has definitely evolved and, um, I hear that from a lot of long-term long distance hikers is that they tried to just eat a lot of garbage and get as many calories as you can approach, um, and found that that didn't work for very long. <laughs> All right, we're talking about waymarkgearco.com. I want to direct you over there, uh, kind of talk a little bit about um, they do have their through 38 and 42-liter packs and their 50-liter packs. Um, they, the through packs start at 210 The 50-liter packs start at $260, so go check those out. But I also want to talk about their accessories, add-ons. Uh, the ones my daughters both have and love are the uh, the mesh water bottle holders there or phone pocket and there's more than that too i mean the zippered shoulder pouch hip belt pockets uh, messenger bags um, i know one of his big hits at pct days i saw mark there was his fanny packs he actually sold two fanny packs his wife and him were both wearing a fanny pack and they sold them off their own bodies so they, those were a big item there um, so you know look for those in the future they got stickers 
and uh, gift cards and stuff. So this is all just extra stuff on top of their packs. And um, Anyway, go over there and follow them on Instagram, waymarkgearco.com. I'm curious, too, um, with your style of eating nowadays, um, do you carry a stove? I don't carry a stove, no. But um, I don't know. I haven't decided for the CDC if I will or not yet. Probably not. But it has nothing to do with – it's not actually, like, about weight or anything like that. I just – I am so uh, strongly all about simplicity in my life. And so even like, I just don't even want to fuck with having a stove, even though it's not even a big deal. I'm just like, nah, I don't want to carry it. Um, but I def- it definitely would expand your options to carry one. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was just kind of thinking about what you, what you were talking about, de- dehydrating and stuff, and it didn't really seem like anything right. that oh. needed a stove, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, I do a lot of cold soaking, and that's what I find is, is a lot of the things that I might need a stove for that I'm I can I can do the same thing with cold soaking. Um, so I just carry you know like a uh, old Talenti jar or peanut butter jar or something like that, and then I'll I'll just like soak the if I want to have any kind of grain or um, dehydrated vegetables or dehydrated beans or whatever it is or oatmeal or whatever I can just soak it in this jar, and that's fine for me. I think if I had somewhere that was really cold or cold and or wet that, you know, I would, I would probably want something warm. Now, do you have anything that, that um, is like maybe a reoccurring issue on the trail as far as maybe like blisters or um, pains of certain sort? Hmm. Um, usually, I mean, I've had, I've had certain, on the AC, I had knee, like knee inflammation that would come and go. Um, I was a swimmer growing up. And I think a lot of it is because um, from swimming so much and also a cross-country runner. Um, so it was so much, it was some damage that I had done earlier. So I had some issues on the AT, but I actually found that um, that wasn't a problem on the PCT. And I and it may have to do with having cleaned up my diet on the PCT, that I had over less inflammation overall. Um, I think on the PCT, I would say rather than like blisters or anything like that. That's, I've also been lucky enough not to have many blister issues. But um, one thing I did have a lot of issues with is, is digestive issues on the PCT um, because I actually had like some degree of like what's called leaky gut where I wasn't um, properly digesting my food on the PCT and it was causing low energy and causing me to have some digestive issues. That's interesting because you you mentioned that you felt like it was a cleaner diet. So what do you think attested to that? Yeah, you know, this is, this is an interesting story. Um, so I think what happened there is I actually found out after I finished the PCT that I had an autoimmune disease, which is um, called Hashimoto's. It's a, a thyroid autoimmune disease. And I think that having been a vegetarian for so long, and I was also, before I got on the PCT, a pastry chef and a baker. Um, so I was eating a diet that was really high in grains, um, in dairy and legumes. In addition, I mean, I ate tons of vegetables too, but those ones I just named like gluten, dairy, legumes, and grains. Um, I think it was causing a lot of inflammation in my gut, uh, that was, that created, they created this leaky gut so that I wasn't actually digesting things properly and that by the end of the trail. So even though I was eating cleaner foods and I felt better than I did on the AC, I still had these digestive issues um, that by the end of the trail were causing me to feel pretty fatigued. And I think ultimately contributed to um, this autoimmune disease suffering. 
So since then, I've actually eliminated, I eliminated a lot of that stuff for a while, let my gut heal up. And then, and I still have some of that now occasionally, but now my diet, again, I've like brought meat back in and I have a lot more plants in it um, and clean proteins and more healthy fat. And so that's kind of where I am now. Gotcha. Yeah, that uh, that's it's really interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you had mentioned that, and it's like, wow. Well, <laughs> but you're always kind of changing, right? I mean, like you said, if you if you're finding right. something, yeah, you kind of have to adapt to it. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I mean, I, I think people's food, what's best for them at one point in their life, is not always best for them at a later point in their life. Like I felt great as a vegetarian for a long time until until I didn't feel great anymore. So, um, yeah, those issues actually that, that I went through myself is a lot of what was at the root of how I learned so much about health and nutrition was like fixing my own issues and also a reason why I wanted to help other people maybe kind of avoid some of the things that happened to me, like an over-reliance on certain foods that ended up causing inflammation in my body. Nice. And uh, do you deal yeah. with uh, kind of in your, uh, I don't know, uh, you're coaching with people and stuff. Do you deal with um, kind of outside the body at all? Do you deal with any injuries or, or anything like that? Or are you strictly uh, pretty much just diet or where, where do you lie on that? I don't deal with as much with injuries. Um, it, although when people start eating a less inflammatory diet, many people do find that chronic injuries that they have had in the past um, will, will resolve themselves. So I don't necessarily give people like um, certain stretches or anything like that to do. Um, but there are, it's kind of, my approach is, is like a, more of like a holistic overall wellness approach. So um, once, you know, so I cover like mindset and things like that, that you might not necessarily think a nutrition coach would do. Um, and also, as I mentioned, like the sleep piece and the stress management piece. And I go a little bit into the fitness people piece with people, but I'm not necessarily like helping people um, directly correct injuries with like physical therapy or things like that. Right. I just kind of wanted to set the boundaries there because I really want to ask uh, the guests if they have any questions for you um, to, you know, get on the Instagram or the Facebook on one of the posts for this episode and, and come up with some questions for you, because it'd be really cool to have you back on and have some, some, you know, real live questions, just kind of, kind of test your knowledge and, and go from there. Would that be cool? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, because there's so much that, that we haven't even touched on in terms of like specifics of trail nutrition or how to structure a resupply or eating for like long-term health and like really getting to the specifics. Um, and I love sharing that information like on my blog and on podcasts. So um, yeah, so I'd love that. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I just, the thing is like when I get people, I'm like, man, I really want to talk to this person. It'd be fun to interview. And then it's like, Man, when it comes into this kind of stuff, I mean, I have I have probably so many questions, but they're just all over the place, and and it'd be nice to kind of mm -hmm. kind of get those questions from people that have like an actual issue they want to talk about right here, right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, good. Um, what about uh, man? I tell you, I I always kind of ask this question, and um, I didn't really I didn't really give you any time to prep for it because uh, some of the some of the questions I told you I was going to ask you and. Uh, one of the things I really like to ask people, and, and I, I think it was a it was a guest that, that asked me this a long time ago, but um, do you have any or have you had any in the past uh, fears on the trail that you've had to overcome? Kind of kind of coming at this from like, you know, that woman solo hiker, you know, solo backpacker. Mm -hmm. 
That's a good question. Um, can you think for a moment? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned that you hiked uh, possibly like 600 miles with, with somebody, one of your friends, to was kind of your first entrance into backpacking. But, you know, maybe when you got on the PCT, uh, there were moments when you're by yourself or something where it was like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, I've never felt, you know, I felt more safe backpacking on the trail than I have at times in, like, my non-trail life, you know? Like, I've yeah. always felt pretty safe out on the trail. There were times when, you know, I would meet, like, um, a, a person who might give me, like, a weird vibe, um, you know, and, and when I was alone, I did have certain fears about that. But um, usually, you know, I would just try and, like, hike a lot faster and get ahead and make sure that I just kind of had my head on straight. I wasn't telling anybody like where I was camping that night or anything like that. So I did have a little bit of fear, um, come up at times, you know, when I was out there by myself, especially when you're, you're camping by yourself at night and you like hear that, that twig crack over in the woods and you're just like, what is that? And I think, I think that's so much about mastering your mindset and really um, reminding yourself of like, okay, no, I'm fine. That's probably an animal. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I can't think of any other specific fears that I have, but yeah, just kind of that general fear of like, um, more of other people, I think, than of like animals or anything like that. Yeah. And I really like how you put that. Is that, is that one of your, one of your go-tos, the mastering the mindset? That sounded awesome. <laughs> it is. Well, it is, you know, because I, I've found, I've, I've done like so much like like personal development work and that kind of stuff and like read so many books over the years on like psychology and mindset I think it's just like my go-to in any situation it's like your mind just has to be in the right place whether it's you know whether you're on the the trail or you're trying to get your health dialed in or I feel like no matter what you're doing it's like you got to have your mind in the right place so yeah I spend a lot of energy (laughs) I think trying to get my mindset right Ah, that's good. Yeah. And that's part of your course too. Uh, remind people again, um, as we're kind of closing up here, how people can find you online, uh, social media and website. Sure. Yeah. Um, so social media, I'm probably most active on Instagram and my handle is just at Katie Gerber, my name. And then, um, I have a Facebook business page as well, which is Katie Gerber holistic health and nutrition coaching. And then my website is the best place to find me. And um, that's katiegerber.com. And yeah, that's where I have the information about the Adventure Ready course. I've got several free guides on there that people can download. I've got um, an Eat for Endurance uh, ebook on there, like a grocery list for healthy hiking snacks that people can download. And um, this free guide about customizing your diet. So I'm always trying to like be creating new resources to, to help people get out on the trail. And then, yeah, tons of blog posts about performance, nutrition, all of that is on there as well. Oh, this is awesome. This has been a great talk, and I really hope that we get some questions. And if not, um, I tell you, I have a ton of questions anyway. I just I really wanted to kind of reach out to some people and see what they have. But uh, I'd love to have you on again. And I have one last question. Um, where does beer okay. fit into uh, to your diet, or does it? <laughs> I am, yes. I am of the mindset that um, – most things are okay in moderation, especially if you're taking care of yourself the rest of the time. Like the, the goal is to create um, enough resilience. Like resilience is one of my favorite words. So the goal is to create a resilient enough body and health that 
you can eat those things or drink those things that like obviously they're not they're not like doing anything good for your health but your body can handle them you know and you have like the the proper like detoxification abilities and like you have enough buildup of like antioxidants and things like that that like your body can handle that kind of stress so so don't worry beer can fit into a healthy lifestyle <laughs> yeah i like how you put the parameters on there though let's get the Let's get the gut right first and, and eat the right things. That's really important. I, I don't practice that myself, but I, but I, I yearn to. So um, I'm definitely going to go check out the website, and I'd love to have you back on. Thanks for coming on, Katie. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rudy. It's a pleasure talking to you. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash cascadehikerpodcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy. CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter. Find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here. Tall Grass off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See you're laying down in the tall grass.